Happy Sunday. Happy Palm Sunday to you. How are we all doing today? You can take a seat. You can take a seat. Oh, man. God is so good. I've just been feeling so overwhelmed uh, today just by what God's doing in my life. And, um, and I bet he's doing a few things in yours, too. And in the life of this church. Um, so... One of the things that we celebrated yesterday was the extreme Easter party. Come on now. And uh, I want to share a quick little story from that. Uh, I got placed somehow um, on the bounce house duty, which uh, was insane, I realized. And I regretted my decision uh, for asking Pastor Sarah for the bounce house. But uh, while I was over there, I had a, a lady come up to me, a mom, and she goes, Man, I, I don't think I've ever felt more welcome by a church ever before. You can put your hands together for that. I just, I just felt so proud of our church and to be a part of a community that welcomes the community in and makes them feel loved, makes them feel welcome. That's the spirit of Jesus right there. So I was just feeling so encouraged by that. But we're going to look a passage of scripture called the triumphal entry uh, out of Matthew 21. And we're going to start in verse 1. The triumphal entry also gets a nickname uh, called Jesus' donkey ride. And uh, so that's how I read it, you know. You can pick uh, whatever title you want. But I want to title this little sermonette, An Encounter with Jesus. Anyone need an encounter with Jesus today? Come on now. So we're picking up, and uh, Jesus is making his way with his disciples and uh, a little bit more of a crowd into Jerusalem for the Passover feast, the Passover festival. And, and so, you know, there was a few festivals uh, where people would make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem to celebrate. And uh, so Jesus just healed Lazarus, and is making his way with his disciples into Jerusalem. My mouth is a little cottony, so let me, uh... there we go. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, so there's two, two crowds of people. There's the crew with Jesus, and then there's the other pilgrims making their uh, journey into Jerusalem. And so we pick up in verse uh, 1, uh, chapter 21 of Matthew. It says, as they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell them that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. I want to pause there real quick. Like, how would you like having that job? Of the disciples, you know, Jesus is just like, all right, go into the next town. Um, you know, there'll, there'll be a, you know, a couple of colts waiting for you. Just, just grab them, untie them from the, you know, front yard and then just bring them back to me. It's like, if I was the disciple, I'd be like, wait, you want us to do what? And, and then, you know, as the excuse, if anything, if anyone says anything about you borrowing these colts, just tell them the Lord sent them. That sounds like a difficult job to me, man. I mean, uh, I would be a little 
uh, questionable about Jesus's request, but kudos to the disciples. Uh, they, they go and, and they grab the, the colt and we'll get there. It says this though, in verse four, it says, this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. And that's Zechariah 9, 9. If you want to make that parallel, it says this, say to the daughter of Zion, see, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the full of a donkey. Anyone excited today that their king came to them today to deliver peace in a humble way? It says the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches uh, uh, from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him And those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred. I bet it was. And asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. What's interesting to me is there's these two crowds, and as Jesus gets on the colt and starts riding into Jerusalem, he has a crowd ahead of him and a crowd uh, behind him. And as he's making his way into Jerusalem, I just kind of picture like a rocky scene, you know, where he's coming out for a fight, and he's got the hood on, and there's like this, uh, you know, there's a walk-up song, and he's walking out, and it's this big moment, you know, uh, of heading into fight. I wonder if Jesus felt that way, because what was ahead of him? was the battle of his life. And, and, and it's amazing to me that there's just so many, so many things coming together in this one moment that we can't miss it. We can't miss it. He fulfills a prophecy, kind of declaring that he is the Messiah, which was a big deal. And, and I, I wonder, uh, from some of these uh, pilgrims, some of these other uh, people making the journey, for this religious festival, how many times they've made the same trek, they've sang the same songs, they've gone with the same people, they've made the same sacrifice. I wonder if it's ever become old to them. If it's just become religious. It's just become the same old, same stale, stagnant religion. Have you ever felt like you're in a place where, where maybe your faith is just stagnant, or maybe you just feel like you're going through the motions. I feel like that from time to time. And when I was growing up, I, uh, you know, I grew up in a Christian household, and, you know, my parents, you know, every Sunday, all right, let's board the minivan, get all the kids in there. Jeff, come on now. I told you to put on your shirt 25 minutes ago. You better get in the car. Tommy, what are you doing? Come on. We got to get going. Put on your shoes. And, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's church again. Great. At least I get to look forward to Burger King after church. That was the best part of church. But as I got older, this became kind of a pattern in my life. Faith just became this thing that we do, these religious practices that we do, just so maybe God will be right with God or something like that. I wonder if in our faith we feel like that sometimes. We get to a position where we're like, God, where are you? 
just feels stale. It feels like there's no communication between us. It feels like you're not doing something in my life. I was, I've been waiting for this breakthrough for years, and it hasn't come yet. God, where are you? It just feels like my faith is stagnant. And then it's so interesting, because as they're making this journey into town, I just picture two friends, you know, they're just like, here we go again, all right, let's, you know, head in for this Passover, and we got to get, you know, our animal to be able to sacrifice it, and then they see Jesus. Then they see Jesus. They have an encounter with the Son of of God, and everything changes. They go from stale, stagnant religious practices to worship, to having a vibrant faith for praising God, praising Jesus. Hosanna in the highest. Man, I don't know about you, but that's what I want my faith to look like. Is when I'm in a stale position in my religion, I look to the Son of God, and I get a freshness. I get renewed. I get refreshed. By who Jesus is and what he's done in my life. I wonder if that's what's happening in this scene. Is their stale, stagnant religion turns into something new. They get fresh eyes for the first time in realizing this is the Messiah. This is the Savior of the world. Can you be reminded today? That we serve Jesus, the Savior of the world. And, and, and life in him is abundant. It's the Zoe life. It's fresh. You get renewed. Just when you think that your religion is getting stale, you have an encounter with Jesus and everything changes. Can we give Jesus a little praise today for being living, active. Our king came to us. Our king came to us. But it's so interesting because those praises quickly turned into shouts of persecution. It's amazing to me how much can change in a week, in a moment. Happens in my life too. I'm at a position where I'm like, man. I'm on fire. In youth, we call it the camp high. Oh, Jesus, yes. Let's do this. Oh, my gosh. Everything is just so amazing in faith. Man, I'm seeing you move. I'm seeing miracles happen. I'm seeing breakthroughs come through for my friends and family. I'm seeing people healed of cancer. And then the, and I go off on my own. I start to stray. I start to disobey God. And it goes back to stale. I start trusting myself. And I go from that camp high back to that still religion, back to my old life that I've been saved out of. I bet you feel like that too, where you're just like, it's a struggle between spirit and flesh. Man, I desperately want to live in the spirit, but it's crazy because sometimes my flesh just takes full force and it takes over. And my shout of praise in my life turns to persecution. Because it was my sin that held me there. It was my sin that we needed a sacrifice. It was your sins that we needed the sacrifice. But it's interesting because in the Jewish calendar, Jesus comes in on the 10th day of Nisan. And that's not the car uh, I figured out. But, uh, but it's, it's the Jewish month. And Jesus... Uh, it's usually, so the 10th day of Nisan is usually the day where this Jewish family for Passover would select the animal that they were going to sacrifice then for the Passover. And, and this animal had to be without blemish. 
had to be, you know, close to perfect, even though it wasn't perfect. And Jesus rides into Jerusalem on that day. Isn't that amazing? Saying to the nations that I am your sacrifice, your perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God, at which once I am sacrificed, I'm going to give life and life abundantly to this world. And that will no longer be religion. It will be a vibrant relationship with the Son of God, the only way to the Father. But we needed the ultimate sacrifice in Jesus for our sins. And so for you in this week and for me, let's not just let this be another week, another Holy Week, another Easter, you know, where we have great ham. I love ham. But let it be the staleness. Let that be transformed by Jesus, an encounter with Jesus. Because one moment in the presence of Jesus changes everything. You could be heading down the wrong path today, but one moment in the presence of Jesus changes everything and directs your course for living for him, the life that you were always meant to live. This week, they'd be laying down palms. The following week, he'd be laying down his life for us. Let us reflect this week. Let us be transformed by what Jesus did for us, the living sacrifice for our sins. Can I pray for us? Jesus, thank you so much for being that perfect, blameless sacrifice, God. Thank you for each and every person in here, God. I just pray that you would give them fresh eyes to see. Lord, I I pray that you would just do a new thing in their lives, Lord. Bring the freshness. Help. I I pray that everyone in this room would be renewed and refreshed by you, Lord. Do what only you can do. God, we need you. But help us to look to you. Help us to reflect on what you've done in our lives, God, and be in that ultimate sacrifice for us. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen.